Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome back to Infertile AF, the podcast. This is episode 10 called Danny. I'm so excited that today we have our first guy on the podcast. I've been wanting to talk to so many different types of people, as diverse as possible, men and women. So this is our first male guest on Infertile AF, but he's not just any guy. He's a friend of mine that I've known for a really long time. A guy I went to high school with, a guy that Vince, my husband, played baseball with growing up. He has a heart of gold. He's amazing. And I want to thank him so much for sharing his story. So I don't want to give too much away about Danny and his wife Stacy's story, but I will say that they went through unbelievable heartbreak at a certain point trying to become parents, but there's also a triumphant ending and they do have a boy now named Keegan, their adorable son that they both are in love with. So I want to thank both Danny and Stacy for sharing their story and their lives with you guys. It's an important story that needs to be told and I think the male perspective on infertility really needs to be talked about a lot more. So hopefully that's a step in the right direction. So without further ado, this is Danny's infertility story. We are recording. So hi, Danny. Hi, Allie. How are you? Are we Allison now? No, Allie, of course. Okay. So we should tell everybody we know each other. We went to high school together. But you've uh-huh. known my husband, Vince, for many, many years before that. You guys played baseball together. I think his yep. dad was your coach. Yep. And so yeah. we've known each other for a long time. And I have to say, I remember in high school, my friends and I all had crushes on you and your friends because you guys See, were that's like... really unfair. That's, <laughs> that's unfair. That's mean. Because I told cool. you that we told you that later at our high school reunion. You were like, exactly. what? But you How guys, does that do me any good now? <laughs> but you guys were like the cool, like, like you wore like, uh, like rocker, t- like Metallica t-shirts and had like yeah, long we, hair and smoked. We cigarettes. weren't that cool. You were like the closest thing to Guns N' Roses that we had at our high school. Oh, we were dorks. I mean, like, that's the that's the funny thing is, is that was, you know, we're all, we are individuals and we're, we're not conformists. And then we go to a concert and we look like everybody else there. Yeah. You know? Well, were we all, <laughs> not, we were all kind of dorks in our own way, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we all had crushes on you guys too. There well, was shit, a, there had was, we known that we could have had that's a what I mean. outcome. Well, they would have broke the school, though, all the, all the pretty popular girls and all the metal dwarfs. <laughs> that would have, would have caused a riot. <laughs> it's so funny. We did, get, we did go to kind of like a John Hughes-esque. Well, we were in Chicago, oh, which is yeah. where I was movies. But it was kind of like that. I mean, we weren't like – there were cliques, but I feel like everybody was pretty much friends with everybody. Else. No, we were cool. Like, that, was, yeah. that was one thing is everybody was cool like – we realized, you know, I realized I had this big chip on my shoulder when I was a kid because I was a very angry kid and a metal was, was like my tribe. And then the older I got, I was, I realized this is, you know, this is silly limiting myself. Like the people I hung out with in college and especially graduate school were very, very different. Yeah. Wait, didn't you go to, you went to college with Vince too, right? Yeah. We oh, yeah, ran into okay. each other all the time. He was, uh, yeah. well, he was the rugby. I, I hung out with the rugby girls and he was a rugby guy. So we right. had a lot of this. Gotcha. 
Okay. All right. Anyway, sorry, we're boring people with our history. Sorry, but everyone. Point being, we have known each other for a long time, and I always love seeing you when I come back to Chicago and the Burbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you had reached out to me when I started this podcast, which I thought was great because I've been trying to get more guys' perspectives on here too, because you know men go through this too from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's hard but it's not near my my wife is a rock star let me just start by saying that she's the toughest woman i know i just want want to put that out there immediately (laughs) yes stacy your wife we'll talk about her a little bit well a lot probably as we go through this Mm -hmm. but i just want to say that you in your message to me you reached out to me and you (laughs) you were like if you ever want a story on fertility from a slightly different but still completely fucked up perspective please let me know (laughs) and i was like yes please tell me so let's get into it. Um, okay. Tell me, first of all, how did you and Stacy get together and when did you guys get married? Now this you will relate to. Okay. Because you met Vince when? When we were like fifth, freshman year of high school or before same, that maybe. Same as me and Stacy. Me okay. and Stacy met when I was a chubby little metal dork when I was 13 years old. <laughs> and I went to her, I was friends with her sister in junior high. And I went to her sister's eighth grade graduation party and we were sitting in the driveway and out came this punk rock hippie goddess with (laughs) blonde hair down to her waist. And I I was just, I remember it absolutely vividly. And I was like, oh my God, I would never, ever get a girl like that. Wow. uh, Yeah, seriously. And then we became friends. She went to high school with us for Mm -hmm. about a year and a half, I think. And we were friends and then she moved away and then I moved away when I turned 17 and I went to college and then I went to graduate school. But the thing was, we kept running into each other over the years, even though I was gone for 10 years and she was gone for 10 years. We just kept running into each other because we were out through her sister, Mandy, who's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd come home and visit or whatever and I'd go hang out with Mandy and then uh, Stacy would be around. And uh, Stacy had been married previously. I met both of her husbands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mike was her high school sweetheart. It didn't work out. They got divorced. They're still very cool. Mm-hmm. Her second husband uh, died of cancer. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so she went through that whole thing, and she is a, a champion for it. She, she did above and beyond uh, the calls of a wife, and uh, I admire her for that, and I met him too. What kind and of then, cancer did um, he have? Uh, he had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh gosh. He was 30 years old. So sorry. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know, I mean, she, she's the one who had to deal with it. So it was amazing. And then, so after that happened to her out on the East coast, she moved back to the wood and the wood. I, yeah. Oh, and then wow. I, um, I lost my job at Louisiana state. The president of the, this is, this is public knowledge. So I don't feel bad talking about it. The president of the school decided that everyone that taught English and math had to have a PhD uh-huh. and I had, and I have a master's. So I got let go. So not good enough, huh? Not good enough. Whatever. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then, so I moved back and then I walk into the local watering hole. Everyone from our hometown knows it. Lassen's tap. Yes. Yeah. And her brother owns it. He still does. Uh-huh. And, um, 
I walked in to go get a drink with a friend of mine and she was behind the bar and I was like, Oh my God, that's Stacy. <laughs> and I just looked at her and I was like, do you remember me? And she was like, of course I do you dork. And, um, <laughs> and then I got up the nerve about a month later, I got up the nerve to ask her out. A friend of mine was like, if you don't ask her out, I'm going to punch you in the face. Uh-huh. And I asked her out and we watched, um, we watched a Japanese horror movie and ate lasagna, and that was and that was it. We've been together ever since. It sounds pretty perfect. So yeah. um, did <laughs> we you guys knew, get- we knew her, we were for each other after that. Though. Yeah, and she's so awesome. Yeah. I think our last reunion was at Lassen's, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. It was. How long before you guys got married? And had you guys talked about having kids or starting a family? Yeah, it, the, our story is so weird. <laughs> We dated for years and we almost, we moved in together after like a few months and we, we knew it was, we, the rest of it just was like, okay, when this happens, it happens. We had no plan. We had no vision of what our future was going to be like. We were just like, okay, we're going to, one day these things are going to happen. And so the, the, the more important thing to us was having a kid because, Stacy always wanted to be a mother and, you know, her previous husband had passed away. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a father. So the, we, we pulled the goalie. <laughs> we were like, you know, well, maybe we should think about that first. And we made a conscious decision to just, you know, okay, well, let's just not use protection and, you know, we'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, How old were you guys at this point, God, let's see. That was 2010. So mm-hmm. I was 35 and she was 38. Okay. And yeah, and we were getting close to 40. And Stacy always said, you know, I want to have a kid by 40. So mm-hmm. it, it was right around that time. And all of a sudden, I mean, it literally was like a couple weeks, maybe months later. Stacy was like, I'm late. And she was all excited. And I was like, no way. There's no way this is. Now, there's there's no way this is going to happen this quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, she went and got the test and and she was pregnant. Okay. That's and, exciting. Uh, yeah. I and mean, we, scary and all the scary, things. Right. Because we weren't married. We didn't have any, you know, it was nothing was set in stone or anything. Yeah. But um, that doesn't matter these days. That was the thing though. We didn't care. Like we, you know, we went and told my mom and my dad and they were thrilled. They didn't give a damn that yeah. we weren't married. We actually got engaged on accident. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, yeah. This is a true story. We were watching the Chicago Blackhawks when uh, they were in the playoffs in 2010. And it was, you know, a big deal in Chicago. You know, they hadn't won a world or they hadn't won a, a Stanley Cup in a really long time. And we were at the bar that, you know, we hung out at and worked at. And uh, they had just won and we were in a really good mood. And um, it wasn't the they won a game, whatever. And we were hanging out with her brother and um, we were driving home and um, Stacy was pregnant. I think mm-hmm. we knew at that time that she was pregnant and we were on our way home and we were having the, when we get married talk, like when we get married, Oh, we're going to do this. And when we get married, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at her and I was like, uh, do you, do you want to get married? And she was like, well, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, are we engaged? And she said, I think so. And that was it. And we pulled into the park. We pulled into our driveway. And for like a half an hour, we just sat there going, no, seriously. Like, really? This is seriously. And that's how we got engaged. That's I just, love it. Yeah. Perfect. How did the pregnancy go? All right. So this is where it gets very, very dark. I'm going to yeah. warn everybody of how terrible this is. 
Oh, All right. So, um, take a break at any time. No, no it's fine. I just, you know, I'm not, it's a story that I'm fine talking about because I think it's important. Okay. So everybody talks about, you know, the first trimester is the, is the scary one, you know, don't even tell people you're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Well, Stacy couldn't contain her excitement. You know, everybody knew mm-hmm. and the pregnancy went fine. Everything was fine. We got for the, for, through the first trimester. No problem. You know, everything was great. Uh, and then I'll never forget. She was about five months and maybe a couple weeks in. Uh-huh. And, uh, I was at school and then day before she'd been having cramps, you know, you go, your body go through all kinds of weird shit. And the day, the night before she'd been having cramps, she was still working. So she was just like, you know, I'm going to take it easy, to, you know, whatever. So I went to work and I was teaching a class and, uh, it was wrapping up and, um, I teach at Prairie State, and right down the street was uh, St. James Hospital, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a, a security guard came into my room, and that's never good, you know. Oh, God. And he, and he handed me a note that said, your wife is at St. James Hospital. And I just, I ran, and I jumped in my car, and I just started screaming at the top of my lungs, you know, no, no, no. I just knew something was wrong. And, uh, I got to the hospital and they sent me to her room and she was in there and she was crying and the doctor was there and I was just like, what's going on? And they were like, she's in labor. Mm. And, uh, they basically, they just laid it out and just said, she's in labor. She's going to have the baby. The baby is going to be alive and the baby is going to die. And there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. That's, that's what they told us. So that's how that went. Okay. Did you know, Oh, first of all, tears just literally shot out of my eye. Like I got full body chills and tears just shot out of my eyes. I reacted with anger. I, I not even, I didn't even cry. I, I was so angry. I almost but, grabbed the doctor and killed him. I just, I, I screamed in his face. I was like, how did you not know that she was in labor? You know, how did you not stop this? How did you not know? And uh, I, I, I raged I, and I, I left the room and I just, I had to go somewhere else before I put this guy through a window, mm-hmm. you know? Did you, first of all, did you know, I know it was a little girl. Did you guys know that before she went into labor at this point? Yeah, we knew, we wanted to know the whole time. We named okay. her. Her name was Margaret Catherine McNamara. Maggie was her, that was always going to be her name. That was always the name that we agreed on. So mm-hmm. we had a name and we had, you know, things picked out and all that stuff. Oh, gosh. So, so what went wrong? What happened? They don't, that was the thing. They just said she's in labor. And I'm like, how, how did you not stop this? How do you not know that? I mean, how, how, how? And they were like, it's early labor. And once it gets to a certain point, we can't stop it. That was what they, that's literally what they said. They're like, we can't, once it gets to a certain point, we can't stop it. Mm-hmm. And if, um, if, uh, it was a couple weeks longer, you know, we might've had a healthy baby, but now it, it, we were just in this awful time period where she was born alive oh and she lived for one hour and okay. that was it. Did she have a, a like a vaginal birth or what yeah. did they do? A I, I, she had to deliver. Yeah, I saw oh, it. Damn. I wish I didn't. It was, I mean, by the, by the time she had Maggie, everyone was there. My, my mother, her mother, 
her brother came to visit and, uh, and then it happened. Mm-hmm. And I was just standing there. I was, I was sitting next to her with my hands over my face, just weeping. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I don't know why, but I looked and then I saw, I saw her and she was moving and, mm-hmm. and that was it. And then they wrapped her up and they made her comfortable. And then, you know, Stacy held her for a minute mm-hmm. and, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. And uh, I touched her. I did do that. And then that was, and then about an hour later, that was it. That was oh it. Oh my gosh. So it was just that she, is it the 24 week usually that they're, they could be viable? At, yeah. yeah. So and we were at 22. Just, yeah. 22 we were weeks. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's really, really sad. Worst day of my life. Oh, did I, oh shit. Did I mention it was my birthday? No. I'm not kidding. It was my birthday. It was my 36th birthday. Oh my gosh. How do you even begin to, what's next? You, get, you know, I you feel like really, I would just crawl into the bed and never come out. Like that must get be really next. fucking drunk. <laughs> really <laughs> fucking drunk. I love um, you. <laughs> thanks. You know, it's so fucked up. Like here's, here's the, here, there's, there's a part of this story. I've never told anybody this and I don't, I don't even remember if Stacy remembers this. It was, it was like this insane, cosmic, cruel joke. We walked out. They, they, they took us off the maternity ward and, and sent us to another room just to relax and, you know, whatever. They didn't want to rush us out of the hospital. And we walked out of our room and we had our arms around each other. And I swear to God, a woman across the hall gave birth while we were walking down the hall. Oh, God. The door was open. And I swear to God, you, it was like out of a movie. It was like we were walking in slow motion. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how does that happen? Like, that's not fair. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, we, I'm like, we're walking off this floor without our kid. And mm-hmm. that woman just had one. This is bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, we went to our other room. And they offered us services. They were like, do you want to go, you know, do you want to go to these group meetings? And we were like, you know, I don't know. I, I felt weird about it because it was a group for mourning parents. And I'm like, you know, we only had a kid for an hour. You know, we don't, I would feel weird talking to people that had a kid that lived to be one or two or six or whatever. Well, and it's then obviously they were, still hard no matter yeah, what. But I know what you mean. Yeah. We probably should have, you know, just for our ourselves we probably should have done something but and then they were like do you want to go to our church and I'm like fuck you you know I'm, <laughs> I'm like that's the last thing I want to Don't do push I'm, your religion on me yeah I, well, I'm an atheist and I was like do you really think I want to go talk to your god right now after this bullshit I, I and I, I kind of laughed when the woman said it I was like no that is definitely not happening yeah and then um we yeah we just went home and we locked our I sent a text message to everybody I could I you know you can call it tacky. I don't give a shit. I sent a text message to everyone I knew just explaining what happened and Mm -hmm. please leave us alone. Mm -hmm. You know, just, just give us our space. And I don't think that's tacky at all. I think that's amazing that you even had the strength to do that. I still had the text somewhere on one of my old phones. And sometimes I used to look at it and just be like, how did I write this shit? You know? Yeah. The absolute worst was talking to our families, talking to my father was, absolutely devastating my father he's a very tough guy he's very south side irish chicago 
but he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's a very emotional person. And, uh, I called him and we just cried. I mean, we, I couldn't even talk. We just wept. And then, you know, that was, that was that. And we, uh, we, you know, we picked ourselves up and we went back to work and we did our thing and, and that was that stay in the hospital or did you guys have to leave? No, or? we, we went, we went home together home. We, uh, after really a couple days to get home anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I basically told work to, you know, I was like, I, I'm, I'll come back when I feel like it. Yeah. You know? Understandably. Um, and plus I teach. So, you know, my schedule, I can, I can miss a class or two here or there. It doesn't right. matter. Oh God. And then, uh, one of my students at the end of the semester gave me a present for the baby. Oh no. Cause they yeah. didn't know. No, I didn't talk about it in class. And then, oh, so sweet. This this girl, she came up and she gave me a present at the end of the semester. And she's like, oh, this is for your daughter. Oh, God. Yeah, it was horrible. I would have gone into the car outside and just like collapsed again. Like, yeah, it was. And I I was like, I can't take that. And she's like, why not? You know, and I was like, oh, God, I got to go through this all over again. And that was the thing, having to go through that. Every time someone brought it up, having to go through it over. And I know that's something that anybody that's had like a miscarriage or anything, they, they've been through that, you know, mm-hmm. um, having to explain. And it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's, so. so what did you guys, like as a couple, how did you guys heal from that? Like how do you even begin to heal? And I just, I think our wedding was a big part of it because we had, already, we had the wedding planned for June of the following year. Mm-hmm. She was born in November and died on, you know, on my birthday, mm-hmm. but we had this big party to plan, you know, yeah. and because she, she lived all over the place. I lived all over the place. You know, we, we had people flying in from all over the country mm-hmm. and um, it was a big thing to plan. And I think that really did take our minds off things for a while. Mm-hmm. Something you know? good to look forward to at least. Right. And it was a blast. It was a blast. I, I mean, can imagine with you we too. Had, uh, we, I think we had about 300 people. It was just a party. It was, yeah. you know, we, we had bands play that were friends of ours. My friend Joe cooked a, a, a pig. He stayed up all night cooking a pig on a spit. Yeah. And uh, we just was kegs this of in beer. Homewood? Yeah, it was at my sister's house. Awesome. Or my sister-in-law. My, my sister-in-law, Mandy, was at her house. Uh-huh. And that's what we wanted. We were like, we just want to have a party, man. We just, nothing, you know, we just wanted to be, my friend Paul did the ceremony. We didn't have a a bridesmaids or anything. We had the whole, we had the whole wedding party stand around us in a circle. And it was just a very unifying, just, it's exactly what we needed to, to, because it was was such an outpouring of love and and friendship and family and all that. So, and it went off without a hitch. It was, it was just great. So I think that really helped you know, okay. kind of getting us in the right headspace after all that. Time. Cause I mean, I mean, you know, people are like, how do you get over it? You don't. As a, yeah. as a, I'm still devastated. Five years. I mean, I remember five years later, the fifth, it was 2015. I could not, I literally couldn't get out of bed. Oh, I went to bed at like seven o'clock that night. I'm just, and it was my birthday and I'm like, I'm just not going to do anything yeah. I'm just gonna stay here. Cause yeah. it's horrible, you know? But I think you're right. You don't ever fully get over it. It's just no, maybe no. the pain gets a little bit easier over time, but it's never goes away. Right. I mean, I can obviously talk about it, you know, yeah. because it's important, but, but I, when I talk about it, I still get very upset. I get emotional, but it's a part of my life that we have to live with. And, um, 
Stacy is a badass because yeah. <laughs> you know she's she's the one that I mean she went you know this I witnessed it it happened to her you know well yeah um, so I mean, it happened to both of you in different ways but I know what you're yeah. saying but not to dwell on it but just another question like you know she's she was pregnant so then what happens that's got to be so hard on your body to then you have to you you have to physically recover from that yeah. too so she's going through the emotional and the physical, like how did she get through that? I don't, that's the thing is like, she's tough as nails. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she went back to work. She went back to her life. And yeah, I, I just admire her till no, I mean, to no end. I just, you know, she looked amazing at our, at our wedding. Yeah. And she, uh, you know, it was just, I don't know. Did you guys end up having any sort of like memorial or anything for Maggie? Um, we had her cremated. Yeah. We have a box of, it looks like a book and it's got a, a, her little beanie hat and the blanket she wore and um, her ashes and her death certificate and her birth certificate. Sadly, mm-hmm. we signed her death certificate before we even got to sign her birth certificate. Oh God. And, uh, and, uh, there's one photo of her. Someone took a photo and I will never look at it again. I looked at it once and that was all I needed. Never yeah, again. Just too hard. Yeah. It's way too much. So. Yeah. Okay. So you guys got married and had an amazing party. Yep. And then, then what happened? Okay. So <laughs> then, honey, I'm late. And I'm like, no, <laughs> nah. Not this quick, you know, because um, it was when I think it was in November, uh-huh. which, which is a terrible month for us. But yeah. What day is your birthday, Dan? November 11th. Okay. Veterans Day. Vinny's the fifth. Yeah. I wish you guys were close. I couldn't remember. Yeah, that. we were. I remember yeah. that. We, we were very young for our class. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we're, I'm laying in bed in our place and she runs to the store and comes back and like before I even hit the stick, she's giggling, jumps into bed with me and is like, okay, we're pregnant and we're (laughs) laughing and laughing and laughing. And then the, I'm sure anybody who's had a miscarriage can understand the abject horror of what if this happens again? Yeah. That hit. Yeah. Like, we have to do everything we can to prevent that from happening again. Mm-hmm. So first thing we did was injections, these mm-hmm. shots I had to give her. I don't know what they did. They were some kind of hormonal thing to keep her from going into early labor. Mm-hmm. We had, to, I had to give them to her every day. Progesterone maybe, or sometimes they give human growth. I don't know. Yeah. Something all I know is that I had to give them to her because she literally was like, I can't do this. I had to stab my wife in the thigh every day. That was fun. <laughs> um, and then we were just like, you know, we're like, you can't do anything. <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to move. You're not allowed. We stopped. We didn't have sex. Mm-hmm. To be honest, we were like, what if it breaks something loose? I mean, yeah, you don't want to jostle anything yeah. around in there. Everything like that we thought might be a we just you know we were super careful and Stacy still wound up breaking her arm. <laughs> oh no! What happened? Yeah. She tripped in our bedroom and and you know she didn't want to hurt the baby so she put her arm out and she oh. broke it. 
so yeah, she was pregnant with a broken arm. Oh, it's awful. Poor thing. Mm-hmm. So those drugs worked really, really well because <laughs> she went a full 10 months. I mean, 10, months. <laughs> 10 full months and she was huge and uh-huh. happy. Did you find and, out the sex? Yes, we okay. did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Keegan, he's my man. He's, he's a great kid. Yeah. Um, but it was rough because we, so they, they were like, okay, you're too pregnant. You know, you get in here, we're going to induce. She didn't have the kid for 54 hours. Oh my gosh. They induced her three different times mm-hmm. and he was just not coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only way they got her to go into labor was they were checking her and they accidentally broke her water. And okay. that's took the labor. And she had a healthy baby boy. Yay. Yep. And everything went great. It was amazing. It was wonderful. And his, his name is Keegan. Keegan. Yep. He's going to be seven in August. Okay. He is so cute. I was telling you when we first started talking, I was stalking your Facebook page and he is such a cutie and happy little guy. He knows. (laughs) (laughs) He knows he's cute. No, he's awesome. He's really cool. Yeah. And we just, we couldn't, we couldn't be happier. We couldn't be luckier. Oh, I'm so so glad. Yep. And now we get to the the end of your story. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter three. Chapter three. So we have this happy, healthy kid. We're in a new place. We're all excited. We got our family started. And then cancer. Um, Yeah. So So, how did did that come about? How did you guys? um, Okay. So Stacy over the years had had uh, fibroids. Yep. Um, and they were like, oh, that's not going to be a problem. And then they're like, but you know what? You also have um, these unusual pap smears, you know, but yeah, just something to just something to, you know, keep track of, you know, something you want to look at. OK. And then um, after Keegan was born, she went in for just a routine checkup and they're like, yeah, you have cervical cancer. Oh, my God. And we were just like are you fucking kidding me? You know, yeah. are you, again, like the great cosmic joke, you know, I mean, right. it was just like, can't be too happy guys. We got to bring yeah. it back down. Yeah. It's just like, are you fucking serious? Like <laughs> we, do you, do, you, do you realize what we already been through? You know, it's just, Oh God. And they, they said, you know, they're like, this is serious. You know, we, we, we caught it in the first stage, blah, blah, blah. But if you, you know, want to guarantee that it doesn't spread and you want to guarantee you don't get sick, you're going to have to have a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means no more kids. You know? Wow. And it's, that's, you know, and the finality of it just didn't hit us right away. It was just like, yeah, that's it. If this happens, that's it, you know? Wow. And then, you know, people are like, oh, well, try adoption or try. And we're like, we can't even pay our rent, <laughs> let alone. <laughs> adoption fees are you fucking kidding you know i mean yeah i mean i don't mean to be shitty about it but it's just it's true you know i expensive yes expensive and surrogacy you know we i mean we thought about all that stuff and then and then we looked at keegan and we're just like you know what we are the luckiest people that we had this awesome kid in that window you know because once this hysterectomy happens that's it it's over it's yeah it's fine so were they saying with the cancer like it was 
you have to do this right away? I mean, there was no no other option. Like, did you guys get much. an opinion? Yeah, they, like, because they didn't want it to spread to her uterus and her okay. ovaries or any of the other, you know, because then it can spread to other parts of the body and mm-hmm. her lymph node. They want to get to her lymph nodes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, you're lucky it's stage one. And we're like, you know, fuck you, <laughs> lucky. Right. I mean, I understand it was lucky because we got it so quickly and took care right. of it so and but they that was the recommendation was like look if you really want to guarantee you don't get sick and that was the thing is like now we have this kid we don't you know we have to be there we have to raise this child this is the most you know so any kind of cancer was just not acceptable so right um, it's not even about having more kids at this point it's about life or death right yeah yeah like seriously i mean uh cervical i looked it up man cervical cancer used to be the number one killer of women in this country. Right. Number one. You yeah. Know, that's some scary shit. Yeah. So we were just like, you know, we got to just bite the bullet and uh, we have to accept the fact that we only have one child. And, but we're, we're, that's the thing. We're, it was, you know, when we went in and she had the surgery done, like I have this great picture of her smiling and flipping off the camera. Just, <laughs> you know, okay. You have to you. send me that picture. If it's okay with Stacy, we'll post it. Cause Oh sure. Yeah. That would be I'll awesome. find it. I'm pretty sure I posted on my Facebook page. Okay. But yeah, it was just like, okay, you know, universe. <laughs> right. Fuck you. We you know, we went through that and we went through this, but we still got a great kid out of it. And uh, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. So we, right. we, we won as far as I'm concerned. I love that. So yeah. what was, so the surgery, she did that, how soon after the diagnosis? Couple weeks, maybe a couple wow. months. You know, we did have opportunities to sit down and talk about options and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And luckily we go to Rush Medical in Chicago, great hospital. They've, is, they've yeah. they're amazing. And some friends of mine work there. My friend Dave, who I went to college with, he's, he's the head perfusionist there. Okay. So when we go there, you know, we have friends who, you know, we can talk with, um, my cousin's, uh, wife, Jane works there and she came in and checked on Stacy and, you know, Oh, that's good. Uh, you got friends yeah. in high places. Yeah, exactly. It was very cool to, to, it's very, you know, yeah, uh, it, was, it was, it was comforting, you know, it was right. very comforting. So, so did you feel like you kind of had to close the chapter of like, you know, was it, was it hard to come to grips with the not having another kid or was it like it's, you looked at it and, no, it's still hard because yeah. people constantly remind us that we only have one kid, you know. Oh, really? Like what do they oh, say? Yeah. Everywhere we go, people are like, "Oh, when are you going to have another one?" or "Oh, oh it's so much better with two. or like my oh god, my uh my ex-brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. He they he has two. They have two girls and he would always be like, "Oh, Danny, you don't, you know, you don't know what it's like having two. It's so tough." And I'm like, first of all, we did have two, asshole." Mm. You knew that one of them died. And then second of all, you know, we can't have another one. So shut the fuck up, you know, yes. stop saying that. And I can't say that cause he's a really sweet guy. And I, you know, I, I didn't want to insult him, but on the other hand, I wanted to slap him. Just right. Like, you know, like, just, you know what happened? Just shut up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, just taking Keegan to the park or something. And people are like, Oh, you only have the one. And I'm like, yes, I only have one kid. Thank you. Leave me alone. It's none of your business. Well, yeah. now you can you can whip out the podcast and be like, listen to this. This is the whole story if you fucking yep. you know. Yep. Listen to this. Now leave me alone. Yeah. This is something you're going to occupy your time with rather than bothering me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think people most of the time don't realize that they're, you know, being insulting or doing harm, but I totally know what you mean. It's like, 
oh, you only have the one or when's the next one? Like those are just like questions that make you seethe. The worst is why didn't you have more? Uh, and I'm like, yeah. I can't be like, I mean, I can, I can be like, we did. And do you want to hear the story? Cause I guarantee you don't. Mm-hmm. Or I just, I just say, no, we just had the one. I mean, I try to be polite, but right. what are you going to say? You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So how are things these days? How is life with an almost seven year old boy? Uh, every day is an adventure. Yeah. Um, Does he go to school uh, in Homewood? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He goes to Willow. I went okay. there as a child. That's so cool. It is cool. It's so weird. You know, I like when I moved away at 17, Mm -hmm. I always knew I'd come back. I just didn't know when or how or whatever. But if you would have told me that I was going to marry Stacey Reicherman, the beautiful punk rock hippie (laughs) and have a, have a seven year old kid that goes to Willow. I I mean, it just blows my mind. It's such a weird life, you know? Yeah. It's Um, so great. It's a happy life though. Yeah. I'm very happy. So well, it's so great, and I'm glad that you guys are doing well, and your boy is incredible. And I think we're going to come back this summer at some point, or I, I know we are for sure. So hopefully we can see you guys. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I want to thank you so much for sharing this with us, and I'm sorry for you, all the shit that you guys went through. But you're right. Your wife is a rock star, and you are too. And I know that a lot of people will get a lot out of this. So thank you for taking I hope so. Time. I hope so. You're doing good work. I'm not going to say the Lord's work and you know why. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Hey again. So that was Danny. I want to say thanks again to him and Stacy, and I will see you guys in the wood, hopefully this summer. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen and pass it around to all your peeps. And I will talk to you again soon. Thanks.